Just write bars out, yeah, your boy spitting. No litter box, big dog defecate. Where these small cats meditate. I'm so ripping. Millennial upgrade, why you boys glitching? I'm off leash, why you boys sitting? You little kittens, boy, I'm just a bear beast. I'm untamed for his name, his name. Welcome to the Off Leash Podcast. Please with your host, Ronnie Joe Hall. Real life, real facts. With a high contact, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome George and Lacey Renfro. Welcome. Hello. Hey. How are you? How are the donuts good. doing? Good. They're real good. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it brings back memories. Yeah? Well, yeah. Good memories. Tell me a little bit about the memory of the donut. Go ahead. I mentioned it a little while ago. Well, for one thing, I don't remember it being so hard on the outside and soft on the inside. I remember it being more soft all the way around. Yeah, maybe we got them fresh. I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure it's French. You call around G Petit Skate and get <laughs> no. you cheap yeah. donuts. Yeah. That's uh Livingston's finest right there. Yeah. <laughs> right? There well, maybe they were a little warmer, I don't know, but they uh I don't know. Twenty six years ago they probably were a little bit different than they are now. <laughs> I would say twenty six years ago they were probably a lot more real than what products are nowadays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh yeah, so the story behind the donut. I'm pretty sure that the kid because I'm pretty sure the kids' idea of a fine date is not picking you up the first thing in the morning, taking you to a donut shop, getting a donut and a coffee, and go sitting and freezing your butt off in a park all morning long. He's trying hey, to keep you warm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, You know what? I thought he was the king of the world, and I thought it was awesome. Yes. But I don't know, because when you stop and think about it, I guess it didn't do too bad, like she just said, 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was. I guess I won. That was one <laughs> heck of a donut. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did you guys meet anyway? Down there at uh, Cowtown Horse Sale. Tell me about it. Go ahead. Honey. I was a sixteen year old, lack of better words, teenage girl, and you had a cute butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he asked all night long. I was talking with my friend because I worked there since I was twelve. And all night long, I kept watching them and everything like that, because back then it was the 90s, and cowboys with Wrangler butts were like the thing, and girls with Rockies, mm. you know. So, yeah, we were just talking about his butt all night long, and then he kept asking me for my phone number, and I wanted to give him my friend's phone number, because I was so scared, because my parents said I couldn't date an older dude. Yeah. You know. I wasn't that much older. So I did. <laughs> I gave him my phone number, and... Three months, I made him sit and call me, and I never called him back. Finally, it pissed him off so bad, he wouldn't go out to breakfast with us one morning. <laughs> and so I finally told him, well, if you go to breakfast with us, I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. And she finally started talking a little bit. Yep. There you go. But, yeah. I know, I was afraid to call him back because I was like, I can't talk to him. My dad would kill me. Yeah. I was 16. He was 20 at the time. but I had to show I, her dad my driver's license because I've always looked older than I was, yeah. you know. Yeah, because my dad said I couldn't, he said I could date someone up to 20, but that was it. Yeah. Nothing past 20. Well, he was 20, but he's going to turn 21 in two months. <laughs> yeah. He made me show my driver's license to him. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was how many years ago? Well, we've been, this July we'll be married 26, and we were together for two years before that. 28 years. 28 years. Yeah. Wow. A couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like yesterday. Well, yeah. and I can probably even tell you what shirt I was wearing that night. 
What was it? I think it was one that she hated. She said it looked like a tablecloth. <laughs> it was a red and white checkered shirt, you know. Yeah. And I always, back then, you know, I was running that big beef ranch down south, and there was rattlesnakes everywhere, so I had the tall Tony llama boots mm-hmm. all the way to your knee. And, of course, my pants was tucked inside. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's looking hot. You yeah. know, now that I think back on it, when we tell stories, you must either smelt really good or your butt was really nice looking because you <laughs> say, I hate your shirts. I hated your boots. Yeah, well, you threw the boots away. You know what, right? George? We're going to have to have you stand up and turn around. Let's just get a good look at this. <laughs> I'm trying to wonder what the heck I did fall in love with 26 years well, ago. Yeah, now that I'm pushing 50, yeah, I think some of that butt fell <laughs> Fell away into the river or something. I don't know. He's got a frog's butt. (laughs) So 28 years. I'm assuming in those 28 years, you guys have experienced quite a bit. I'd say so. Quite a bit. Is it fair to say that you guys are currently at one of your toughest toughest battles possible? Oh, yeah. You know what? It might be the toughest battle, but everything that we've been through and who we are, it's just something else. Yeah. So just it, something else. To, go to me, it doesn't feel like anything else that we've gone through. Any worse than anything else. I mean, it's just mm. one day at a time. Tell tell us about what's going on right now. The current state that you the the fight that you're fighting. So currently, so they they did a genetics test, and I carry the gene for the colon for colon cancer. So I'll always run the risk of it coming back. I'll never be cured of it. You know, now whether they can control it or not, that's a different, that's where we're trying to find out right now, mm. whether we can control it. First go around, we controlled it. Second go around, no, it kicked my butt. Third go around, we're doing good right now. We're controlling yeah. it. So, and, I mean. And how long ago was it when you first found out? And what, my uh, Justin graduated about, about in 2019. Three, three years ago, probably. Yeah, three, three years? 2019. Yeah. Because yeah. Justin just graduated high school. Let me ask you a question. Now, I know, I know, like we talked about earlier, just hearing the word cancer. I know for somebody who's only heard stories about cancer or seen, you know, other people have it, how did, what was that day like? When the results came back and they said, Lacey, you have cancer. I didn't believe him. Didn't believe him? No. Well, again, like I said, I had a first go around, second go around, second scare. My second scare now, the one we're on now, I found out I carried the gene. The first one, I just had a lump. They took it out. The treatment's fine. Mm -hmm. Remission, good. That's, you know, what you dream of. Yeah, that's in a perfect world. Right? You know, but That's the first time they tell, you know, whenever they first told me I had cancer. Yeah, it, to me, looking back on it, now don't get me wrong, I don't want to minimize anybody's experience. Right. But looking back on it and from what I've been through, that was easy. I would take that over the moon. Mm. Well, everything went good that time. Right. Yeah. There was no hiccups at I all. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I ended up in the, you know, with a few things that were wrong. Because, I mean, you go through chemo, things are going to go wrong. Yeah. But as far as being a fighter, oh, yeah, that was a, 
to me looking back during the time yeah you would have i would have told you that it was horrible and i didn't like it because i was a go 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 person we were just talking about this the other day there three years ago if you would have told me my standard of life was going to be sitting on my couch and maybe getting two hours of mobility without getting wore out or anything like that, I would have told you, you're right. Yeah. But you never know what you're capable of until you're faced with it. And then once you go through it, you evaluate it, and you're like, eh, that wasn't so bad. I could do that again. Especially, you know, now I'm in a terminal cancer. That's the scary word. Because there's no end. Is that is that where you're at? Mm-hmm. Stage four terminal cancer. George, let me ask you this. Now, as men, we were the providers, the protectors. Mm-hmm. How did you take that knowing that physically, because we like, you know, someone pulls a gun, someone does something wrong to our family, we're going to put hands on them, we're going to jump in there, we're going to... Oh yeah. How did that feel knowing that you physically could not do nothing to this or uh that's kind of hard to answer because you you kind of feel helpless, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm, not really because there's still stuff I can do. Right. You know, I can't you know, snap my fingers and say go away. Right. That's not real. It's never going to be real. I mean, maybe if I was a witch or something, but <laughs> uh, I still don't think that's possible. And uh, so there's, I just learned how to do um, everything that I could possibly do, whether it's, I know she doesn't feel like getting up and cooking dinner or, uh, you know, things right. like that, uh, washing dishes. I, My joke used to be about washing dishes is, I'd play skeet with them with a shotgun and go buy new ones, you know, but no, no, seriously. That's not a bad idea. No one did dishes in my house except for me. But the reality of the situation is, is who the hell's got the money to play skeet with dishes all the time? Yeah, they're going up. That could get pretty expensive. So I just swallowed my pride and my hands are pretty soft now, though. (laughs) 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 But no, I'd seriously just, it was real hard to swallow it and uh so instead of crawling in a hole and mm-hmm. playing ostrich you know uh, i just decided to puff up my feathers and do the stuff that i can do that will make life easier for her right and that's about all i can say on that i think what helps us a lot too is our sarcastic humor oh as a boy. family because mm-hmm. our running joke right now is is how he's going to make a good housewife. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I refuse to get the boob job, mm. um, you know, because that would just look weird. But I've got everything else down pat. Uh, she said you got the butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't wear the apron much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I do the, the only thing is, it. if he's going to pull off that look, he might want to shave that mustache. I ain't going to do that either. <laughs> you guys are perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said you're... So what is the terminal stage four exactly? Um, well, stage four is I I'm 
think it's the last stage, right? There's one, two, three, four. There's, there's no four, other stages. Is it four? I know, like, there's a stage because whenever I first had it, I had uh, they called it stage two point something, mm. and so I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe the further along you are in your terminal cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. All it means is is they don't have a cure for it. It's okay. pretty much what it means. There's I no, mean there's no timeline or anything like the that. The funny thing so. going through all this and everything, you realize a lot of the doctors are just guessing just as much as you are whenever you get to this point. That's crazy. Because we don't have an answer for it. Right. So they're guessing just as much well, as they're they're see, pretty much just Pain management and treating any side effects. But see, the thing that makes it hard for them, you know, we all know everybody's different. Well, that also is true in the case of health. Because your body and my body and her body, they're none the same. Yeah, we're made up the same way and everything has its uh, normals and abnormals and all that. But what's going to work for you won't work for me. And what works for me won't work for her. That's right. So that's, I think, what she's kind of getting at as far as, you know. Yeah. So that, so you can't really just put like a blanket answer over everybody. No. It's, oh, no. Everybody's bodies reacts different. There's no cookie cutter explanation for anything. And as, as time passes on, uh, you know, we had to transfer her from uh, Mercy back to uh, Emmanuel because the doctor down there, he was a super nice guy, uh, smart as a whip, but he never brought in a computer with him or anything like that to take notes down. Hmm. And as a result, he would get kind of scatterbrained and lose uh, track of where he was at with her. And then, of course, he would walk out of that room to go see another patient. How can you keep it all straight? Yeah. So she kept ending up in the hospital and stuff, and we had enough of it and transferred her back up here. And it's been a lot better since. A lot better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got all the way down to, I'm six foot. I got all the way down to 145 pounds. My legs were as big as my wrist. That's as big as my thigh was, was my wrist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, cancer, whenever you go through treatment, you don't, it's not cancer that kills you, it's the side effects of everything. Like right now, my kidneys are at 60%. They'll never get better than 60%. Actually, the left one's only at 40, and it's a, I guess it's dwarfed now, so it's tiny. It's like a little kidney bean, I guess. (laughs) Not used for anything, but they're going to leave it in there just because, you know, but yeah, Yeah. no, it's 35, 40%. Working, my other side's 60, and I still have six months of chemo every two weeks to go through. So, so. is that is that chemo what's shrinking the, them? Or? The, well, well, the left probably. kidney was already, because I had a surgery on that one, mm-hmm. so it was already kind of weak, and then I went through chemo, and so it made it even weaker, and yeah, uh, so... The other one should be okay. See, the chemo that she has, there is targeted chemo for certain types of cancer and stuff. But the type that she gets, it's not targeted. So, unfortunately, it's spreading throughout her entire body where... Well, not my body, my abdomen cavity. Yeah, 
uh, where it probably isn't needed to be. So it's doing other damage, you know, along with what it's doing that is good. And the doctor kind of explained it like it was a, it's kind of like slime inside my admin cavity, whatever it grows. But I also want to bring this up. This is a, a really good one right here that um, helps her a lot. She has a, a puppy. He's uh, nine months old now. He is, nine, yeah, nine months. He's a Bernese mountain dog. Mm. And we had never had that breed before. I'd seen him years ago. And um, for those that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that don't know what they are, they're a Swiss cow dog. They're from the Swiss Alps. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, they, a Burmese? Bernese mountain dog, yeah. And they get to be really big dogs. Uh, they can weigh in anywhere from 90 to 160 pounds. And uh, they're, I don't know if they're all like this. Uh, I know the, the mom <coughs> and dad, some friends of ours. Some friends of ours, uh, they're in Gustine, raise them. And uh, when Lacey had posted on Facebook that she was looking for a puppy, they said to, Come over and look at these, see if you like them, and one of them's yours. And I told Lacey, I said, man, we can't afford an expensive dog like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, Christine says, uh, no, I'm going to give you the puppy. You just got to make sure you like him. And I said, we'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes later, tick, knock, knock, knock. That's a beautiful-looking dog. Oh, man, they're, they're gorgeous, you know. And they don't shed much, uh, not like a, you know, Typical dog that we always have, Border Collie, Queensland Healer, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and now he is not a working dog for cattle. Was that hard time. for you? No. 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 <laughs> uh, because he's a service dog. Gotcha. He, oh, don't he is, let him lie to you. He wanted to make him a working dog well, for cattle. Well, I did, yeah. But uh, I figured it's... Probably a little bit more important for him yeah. to... He is working. Yeah. Yeah, just differently. So anyway, we get over there, and uh, they got a kennel in the backyard there. Uh, and we walk up there, and there's already a couple that's spoken for, but there's a few that's still available. And uh, this one walks up to the fence there and sits down, and he's looking at Lacey. I said, well, there you go. Hmm. Uh, let him out. See well, he, he was does. the only one that was sitting there looking at me. The other ones were all jumping over the side of the fence, you know, and everything like that. And I thought, gosh, all I could do is look down at these puppies and think, man, do I really want a puppy right now? Do yeah. I have the energy for this? Yeah. <laughs> and, but he was just sitting there, and I was like, I could handle that puppy. <laughs> so <laughs> Hopefully he's smart. <laughs> I, I tell her to open the gate and let him out, you know, and see what he does. And they, like I said, they have a pool in their backyard there by the kennel. And she walked around the pool, and every time she'd stop, a dog sit down. Now, this is a puppy, a baby. Which hey, ought to we be, go, puppy. Uh, you know, he ought to be jumping everywhere, yeah. not minding and stuff like that. No, she'd walk, and she'd stop, and that dog sat down right beside her foot. Really? And I said, man, you got yourself a buddy. Or when whining said, for his buddy or something. Yeah. yeah. And nothing. When, no, I said, nothing. when I said the word buddy, he turned around and looked at me. I said, well, hell, he's even got a name now. <laughs> so his registered name is Buddy. Is buddy. That is awesome. And yeah. From the get-go, was, he was a godsend. 
from the beginning because in the beginning he wouldn't leave my side oh no the first he still two, don't. three months that we had him he stayed right next to me and which was good because like you said you know uh that story that you were telling us earlier whenever i was going through that time and dealing with those emotions they help a lot best thing ever oh yeah yeah when you're going through something like that, you have to have something or someone. A lot of times people, as much as we want to be, we're really not that strong sometimes by ourselves. For for those that are listening that don't know what we were talking about earlier, what are those feelings that, that you're talking about? When you're faced, George doesn't like me talking about this. When you're faced with death, per se, I mean, because technically that's what it is. I mean, brass nails or whatever that saying is, when mm-hmm. you get down all t- to the roots of it, you know, yeah, we're all eventually going to die. I know what I'm going to die of. I'm not going to die of cancer. I'm going to die of the side effects. It's not whether I can outlive cancer. It's whether I can my body can deal with the treatments and everything to keep it at bay. You know, I'm never going to win the war, but can I win little battles in between? Yes. Mm -hmm. But when you're faced with, you know, you're going to die from it. And not only that, like I was pointing to how I was living, you have to get to the point where you accept it. Are you willing to accept it? What are you willing to accept? You know, we all talk about, you know, when we pass away, whether we want to be put on life support or anything like that. I mean, really, at that point, whenever you're in that state, you're really not caring. So it's easy to talk about it. Because no one has to deal with the feelings whenever they're at that spot. But right now... I mean, it's like dealing with the feelings. Do I want to get put on this? You know, tomorrow I could have something wrong with my kidneys and have to go on dialysis every two weeks. Do I want to do that? Do I want to add that? You know, and so when they tell you of terminal cancer, the first thing that they talk to you about whenever you're in group talkings and everything is, what kind of treatment you want and what they're really asking you is what are you willing to put up with until it's finally you're going to say no you're in some people's eyes stubborn people's eyes that means you're giving up some other people's eyes says you know it all depends on how your outlook on life is to me it's not giving up to me it's you know you're going to let someone else fight the battle. You know, you've you fought your fight. You've done all you can. You know who you are. Luckily, I have a good man next to me, so it's easy to make that fight. Yeah, yeah I can't. I'm emotional right now. It sounds like it makes me upset, but I'm not upset. I was. I was mad. Why did God do this? Why did, you know, why? We've always been one to say everything happens for a reason. And what was it, two months ago? 
that we, or a month ago that I was having my nervous breakdowns and oh, depression. Yeah. Oh gosh, depression. Yeah, it was bad. That's an ugly bat. When you get in your head, that is not nice. Right. At that point, you become your own worst enemy. Yeah. yeah. You know. I realized I had to sit back, slow down, take a deep breath, okay, and explain. And this is where I come across with, you know, having to have a partner or someone to go through that you can be completely honest with. Mm-hmm. Not just a little, you know, there's days I don't want to hurt George's feelings. I don't want to upset him because it is. It's got to be the worst thing. Me, I'm strong. Because, I mean, I know what I'm doing. But when I, you know, at 145 pounds, I was gray. I probably looked next to death. I could not imagine George sitting there looking across at me and not being able to do nothing. And But me on the inside, I tell him all the time. The way I look on the outside, I don't see that. I still see the young me. I don't see this frail, balding, snakeskin person, you know? <laughs> snakeskin, there you go. Right? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't see, see none I'm of that. I'm going to stop right there because that's how we are. You yeah. know, we make stupid little light jokes like that. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not that we're running away from it. That's how we deal with it. Right. You know. Yeah. You got to find your happiness yeah. every day. If, I think if, that's what makes it easy is every day George helps me find my happiness through car- sarcasm or. I'm kind of good at sarcasm, as you well know. <laughs> He's, he is a good hunter, too, so he'll find it. He'll, right? he'll find whatever it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. He'll find it. But yeah, but, yeah, I think that's the hardest. I think the hardest part is watching George. But back to the back to the dog. Anybody uh that back to needs, the dog. Let's change the subject. Anybody <laughs> that needs uh you know, we have other dogs. Yeah. Still. But that was never their job. You know, my old cow dog, yeah, he's my partner and all that stuff. He helps me a lot. But he was never there to support me emotionally or anything like that. He, right. he couldn't care how, what I'm feeling, you know, as long as I got a cow for him to chase or something, you know, or a coyote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, there you go. Um, but these dogs, uh, they help people that need help. Right. That's what they are. Or at least it seems like, yeah. yeah. Cause there's days she'll be down completely in the dump. And that dog would go over and lay right on the couch with her. You can tell what kind of day I'm having. Yeah. If Buddy is just laying around all day sleeping with me and just on the couch and da-da-da. Yeah. You can tell I'm not feeling good. But if Buddy's up playing with his toys and stuff like that, he knows he's relaxed more. And so he knows that, you know, and he plays and he plays with George. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The way he plays with me is totally different than the way he plays with her because me and him kind of play rough, you know, mm-hmm. but he will not play like that with her. So anybody that needs a buddy uh, should get one. Okay, so here's here's a little story just to show you how smart this dog is, though. So my son bought an Austra- uh, Australian, uh, Australian Shepherd. Shepherd, and they call him Rooster. 
Ooh, so I like of course, that name. yes. So of course, George wants to teach because the dog speaks. He loves to bark and he's talk really to you. Vocal. Oh, he's really vocal. He's rooster so cute. Is? Yes. yes, rooster is. He's so cute. And so George is bound to determine to make this dog crow like a rooster. <laughs> I might get it done. I had him doing it the other night. I did. I swear. Oh, he did. He is bound and determined to get this dog to crow like a rooster. And he's you, almost got it. Are you showing him how to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and Emily, Justin's girlfriend, she's like, he went over to go try to crow at her, and she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you go back to grandpa and you go crow at him. You do not she's talk like, like Don't that. tell me that. You go tell him. <laughs> she gave me a dirty look. I'm like, well, because she doesn't like it whenever him. he talks so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. And here we encourage it because we think it's the cutest thing. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing of it is, is now Buddy has become pretty vocal. Well, that's what I was telling you. You know, that just shows how smart he was. He was so jealous that George was spending time with this dog trying to teach him how to crow and that he was getting praised for talking. But he never talked before. You know, he never barked hardly. He never, you know, like, oh, now he lays on the floor and he'll look at George. And if George isn't paying attention to him, he'll. <laughs> and literally. I might teach him how to crow, you know. Him <laughs> and George last night literally had a 15 minute conversation. Really? I have no idea what he was talking about. But he seriously <laughs> but, was. But replied. you were talking back. Yeah, I mean, to tell you, we had a. Good conversation. And he was I'll, replying. About what? I don't know. But yeah. It was a good ca- campfire story. Yeah, yes. I think so. <laughs> but anyway, that that it really does help, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anybody that can have a dog or whatever that, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I absolutely. Really well, it. he just came at a right time where, like I said, during that time, when you're faced with that, having someone that you could be truly honest with and have, I mean, Buddy was just there where I could just cry. Because it's yeah. okay. Because it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, who, who who wants to be faced with something like that? Nobody. You know, so it's okay to cry. I found out it's okay to cry. And it's okay to cry for no reason. Well, the yeah. other, other big thing here is uh, you got to, whatever makes you happy, especially at a time like this, you got to find it. Now, I don't mean monetary or anything like that because at this point who gives a damn about money mm-hmm. yeah no money it's not a simple thing yeah you gotta get you gotta cut it down to the simple things you're gonna what you're gonna look for is whatever's gonna make you feel good you know whether the sunshine yeah mm. there's simple. days i just go outside i'll bundle up in a blanket and you know and just go outside and sit in the backyard and just soak up the sunshine and that's all I do Man, all day long. You gotta, you gotta find what makes you happy. You gotta find something to make you laugh. You know, yeah. Uh, she likes watching these uh, forensic files and all that <laughs> stuff. Why in the hell she was never a CSI? I don't know. As long as she's not watching Snapped, you're oh, okay. Oh no, I, I have already cleared that season. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I cleared that long before cancer. Man, I watched that a long time ago. So I, I came. About. I came in from work one day, and when I left. Uh, forensic Files is on. I came home. Forensic Files is on. I'm all, I'm pretty convinced that she is trying to figure out how to kill me and get away with it. <laughs> you keep keep making that rooster crow, that dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I told her, I said, man, turn on some cartoons or Robin Williams or something. I yeah. mean, that's enough of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we sat and we watched uh, Pink Panther uh, Strikes Again or one of them old Peter Sellers movies mm-hmm. and just sat there and laughed. And at that time, uh, I had just had a hernia surgery. And I, I had to walk out because I was laughing so hard oh, no. that it was hurting me. Oh, but no. she was still sitting there laughing because it's just real. Now she's laughing at you, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and, Always. Uh, but seriously, if you can figure out what you can. What makes you happy. How, how can you help yourself? You yeah. Know? Don't sit there and think about all the bad crap that's happening, you know, because you got plenty of time to think about that. Yeah. But if you can pick yourself up by the boot heels and say, hey. I need to laugh. I need to go see a, a flower bloom. Whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is that Amen. makes you feel okay, you got to do that. And I, I think that's very powerful because they say laughter is a cure for oh, the soul. Oh, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. yeah, It is. You know, I mean, with everything going on in the world and everything like that, and I turn on the TV, oh, God, the TV. That's the only thing I hate. Yeah. You know, Whenever you stop work, you think, oh, a week on the couch, catch up on my Netflix. This is going to be awesome. Three years later, it's not as awesome. (laughs) Right. You've watched everything on TV. Right now, I look at TV because we don't have like Dish Network or anything like that. Or I don't know. For some reason, when I watch TV now, it seems like I'm watching TV in 1997. Mm. Is it doesn't it's like really are we really is this is what we're worried about yeah is this you know like the trial the big trial that was on tv on fox and covered by what what's that dude's uh, name Ma- Mur- oh the guy that got two life sentences or something yeah. okay really is this why, like national we news where we're playing that. this 24 se- i thought okay it's like the oj ch- well yeah i thought we were changing a law or something like we're facing it because he's a lawyer or this is going to be a good child because he's a lawyer i've watched forensic files yeah i'd love to see myself go on trial for murder because i would be able to get away with this yeah i told you we got yeah. that on live air we got that recorded <laughs> right? you know, but this is a lawyer so i'm thinking i'm gonna be interested in this yeah really it's pretty lame huh oh it's completely stupid yeah this is what we're (laughs) and he even admitted well i am a liar sometimes Hmm. yeah i I lied about taking the money but i didn't lie about killing him well okay within that two minute time period that you left the kennel and then they're dead and and the dogs didn't bark came in yeah no one came in, and now your wife and your son are dead, and we're going on trial wondering who did this. But it's just a waste of time, you know? Yeah. I mean. What, did the killer spontaneously combust after he did it or something? <laughs> I mean, really, we're, we're really wasting our taxpayer money and yeah. time and energy. I mean, and they're putting it on TV. Really, there's nothing better that they can put on TV that we're actually going to, you know, need to know. Uh, news isn't news anymore. Sp- speaking of that, now, how has your perspective changed for both of you? Like, you know, before it might have been, hey, let's plan for this or let's 
go on this vacation or whatnot. Minimal. Yeah. Now, it, now how is it? The most simplest things ever. Yeah. Now more. You remember uh, a couple of years ago um, in one of her breaks uh, when she was in remission, we went to Costa Rica. Yes, yes. That was completely awesome. I would do that again in a heartbeat. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, with the conditions yeah. and things right now, we can't do something that extravagant, you know? Yeah. Um, well, just the stress of planning something like that, even though half that trip was already planned. Yeah. Boy. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we went to the PBR in Reno. Oh, nice. Got that. Uh, it was if so we're going to do fun. anything outside of town, I need to know at least six months in advance. That way I have time to plan it. Where before I could throw together anything. But now, because I'll forget or procrastinate, or something will come up, or I'll get sick, you know. Mm -hmm. I at least have to make, if we're going to plan something out of town. Yeah, our our idea of vacation now, and it's actually really good. Like yesterday, uh, Alan, one of our friends, he's a fisherman, he fishes and everything, and he took us out. It's the only day I had to, I mean, it's 55 degrees out in the morning, which normally isn't cold, but normal people put on a jacket and jeans, and hey, we're good. Because it was sunny and it was nice. Yeah. Me in order to go on this fishing trip, this two-hour fishing trip, I look like the abominable snowman. <laughs> yeah. She looked like I was bundled up. South Park. <laughs> or the, what's that, the the Christmas story? Yeah. Right, I did, you know. And just to be able to sit on a boat in 55-degree weather, you know. Yeah. But, so, that right now is probably the gist of a, our idea of vacation. What, know, what did that trip do for you, though, just to be out there on oh, the boat, in the sunshine, it, it, on the water? Her eyes were lit up like you haven't seen them in a long time. You yeah. forget about a lot. It, you know, it's nice because it's April, like I always call it, calling being normal. I just mm -hmm. want some, I just want to feel normal for two hours. That's there's it. I just want to feel of, normal. There's a lot of days when she won't talk about it at all. I mean, mm. don't even want nobody bringing it up, asking her how she's doing or nothing. Yeah. And gotcha. I get that. You know, yeah. I'm sure it would get old, you know. Well, and, and everybody's trying to do, uh, you know, they're trying to help some way, somehow. Oh, and their hearts are. Everybody's hearts are in the best places possible, you know. But some days you don't want to, and they're, it's the best intentions. You know, they're calling to see how you're doing. To make sure you're okay and everything like that. But when you get 10 phone calls a day and you're having to explain how oh, you're feeling yes. and everything yeah. like that and tell, and putting on a brave face while you're talking to him, even though you want to throw up, you know, yeah. but you're still trying to sound like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm good because you don't want him to worry, you know. It just gets so tiring. And I'm at the point now where I can't, you know, again, everybody always tells you, you got to worry about you. You got to do you. You mm -hmm. got to think about you. And I never was one of those people to do that. That's not what made me happy. What made me happy and what still makes me happy is seeing my husband happy and seeing my kids happy. As long as that's, it could be the worst thing in the world for me. Yeah. It could be doomsday. As long as they're happy, I could care less. How are the boys doing? Really good. Yeah? Yeah, really good. 
Justin, uh, he quit cowboying for a living, and now he's got a real good job. They uh, work on separators and all that for the creameries and mm. orange juice plants and stuff. He does travel quite a bit now, but it's only his longest stretch would be like two and a half days he might be gone. Oh, that's not bad. No. That's not bad. And he's making good living now. He's got all of his benefits are covered and everything like that. Is he a dad too or? No. 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 He's got a real nice girlfriend and everything and um they uh seem to be doing pretty good. Yeah. And uh Cody and Julie and the baby, they're that baby's something else, boy. Now that's one thing that Yeah. Grandbabies. Yeah. That'll pick you up out of the dump. Yeah. Uh <laughs> as I said, I had to have a hernia operation. Well, she had, Lacey had made the plan that I was not to go home. I was to go to Cody's house because she knew damn good and well that I'd go home and go to work. <laughs> I mean, well, just living out in the country, so it's different. Okay, you come home, you have central heating and air and everything. You can come home and go right down and lay to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, and it's nothing. Our normal coming home, coming home is not going home and laying in the bed or sitting in the recliner for him. You got some hours to no, put in. No, well, co- coming I, I home go is he's got to go feed the horse. You know. He's got to feed the dogs. You know, so that re- feeding the horse requires bending over and lifting and picking up the hay. Although it's not very heavy, it's still bending over. I mean, you just mm-hmm. had surgery. Feeding the dogs. Then there's, you know, starting the fire. So you got to cut the kindling. You gotta bring that in. Then you gotta bring the logs in. And then you constantly gotta bring the logs in. Then you gotta bend down and put them in the fireplace, you know. And then, not to mention getting up, going to the bathroom in the meantime, going to the sink to do your dishes or cooking yourself something to eat all by yourself. Mm-hmm. We would have been all by himself. Well, the the funny part was is when uh, we get to Cody's house and uh, get in the house and situated and everything. Hadley the little grandbaby comes up and holds her arms out and papa oh i'm like um <laughs> yeah okay well i'm gonna do it i mean yeah i'm not gonna tell her no and julie oh don't pick her up well i'm halfway up with her already you know she's got to see papa yeah so it, it just she's got me wrapped around her finger i guess she's got all the room how, how old boys. is she right now a little she's, over a year a yeah. little over a year yeah. She's got all the rent pro boys wrapped around her little finger. Does she? Oh, God, that's going to be horrible. No. Does she have the brand yet? No. <laughs> I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. <laughs> Tell me about the brand, Lacey. About your incident with the brand. My your your receiving the brand? of the brand. Yes. Okay, well, as you notice, Lacey's not that hard to please. I'm a very simple person. Mm-hmm. Very, very, always have been, always will be. You know, it, it's just who I am. You know, I never, I never want for anything extravagant. Yeah. Well, when I turned eight, you know, younger tattoos. Yeah. I wanted a tattoo. My parents said no. George didn't like tattoos. When I turned eighteen, that was a long, you know, that's another story in itself. I moved in with George, and I wanted a tattoo. He said no. Tattoos are ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the brand on his arm. Well, you can't be a hypocrite and tell me I can't have the brand. 
<laughs> she figured it out. <laughs> right? Not that I wanted it. Not that I thought it was cool or to be tough. No, there's no cool story behind it other than stubbornness. Mm-hmm. I'm very stubborn. I think that's probably how come we lasted so long. We're both very stubborn. Speaking but for yourself. I told him, <laughs> I go, if I can't have a tattoo, then I want that brand. And what is the brand of? It is his family's cattle brand. It's a backwards R with a rocking cradle. Is that what you call it? Backwards rocking R. Yeah, Mm. backwards rocking R. And he has it on his arm. Now, he has the regular cattle brand, like you do to a cow. Okay, I'm a girl. I'm not that tough. Not only that, we didn't have it at that time. So, George, he comes home. He goes, you still want that brand? And I go, can I have the tattoo? And he said, no. And I go, then, yep. So we went out on the back porch. He got a bucket, started a fire in it, molded a coat hanger to the brand. I sat up on the washing machine. And he says, okay, this is going to hurt a little bit. I put it, and he had, it's a two-piece brand. So he had to do the big Ooh. R first. And yet you have to push a, a piece of wood behind it. So yeah. he did that. I didn't move. He goes, you okay? I go, yeah. So then he did the other one, <laughs> and that the was, other piece. That was the day that I said, I'll never mess with this lady. <laughs> she didn't even flinch, man. I said, now, I, were I you know. guys married at this time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Been married, what, two months? Yeah. Been married two months. I said, I know what that feels like. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she didn't even flinch, you know. I flinched enough for both of us, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. But... But yeah, yeah, that was that. So I think I didn't get my first tattoo, and shoot, you didn't even know about it whenever I first got it. Yeah, I was up hunting. I come back, and uh, while I was up hunting, she got a tattoo, and I said, "Well, what'd you get?" Okay, it was another stupid event <laughs> with my sister, and we were at a, one of her friends' house. Mm-hmm. He's a biker. He was drunk. Oh, I could give you a tattoo. Okay. This was the most jank tattoo gun I've ever seen. I think it was a 9-volt battery and a pin. Nice. Yes. And so I got a bear paw on the top of my foot because I could put a sock on it and he'd never see it. Yeah. I think I had it a year before I I actually showed him. I want to say it was a year. And when you saw it? Uh, He said, said, ah. I said, well. You know he hunts bears. Right? Well, that's why I got the bear paw, because I thought, well, at least he'll like it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's bear. Yeah. See, I, I don't know anything other than how to be a smart aleck mm-hmm. about stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I mean, for the people that like them, you know, that's fine. Yeah. It, they're just not for me, and I I do have intentions of getting one. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other story. So um, when I seen it, I said, hey, you got something on your foot. You know, and she looks down. I forgot, and I was wearing sandals, and I hadn't worn sandals in the longest time. I was like, something on my foot. And I, oh, gosh. And that was the end of it. I just, right and That there, was it. I just, you know what? I mean, she's. It's there now. You didn't go sharpen a knife or nothing? No. <laughs> no, I've never skinned a human, so I figured I'd better not start. See, I don't believe in lying to George, but I also believe in the don't ask, don't tell. Mm. If he doesn't ask, then I'm not going to tell. But after after that, I, I kind of realized, you know, it's her choice. She can do yeah. 
whatever she wants to do, you know. Six so. tattoos later, but now I'm too cheap. I I would love to have more, but I'm again too cheap. <laughs> well, like uh, when her dad passed away, um, everybody in the family got a tattoo. Uh, in no, just me and Jamie, and I did no, call the boys you. Got them too. Oh yeah, the cross. Whenever we got back, yeah. yeah. No, they did. Okay. But uh, I didn't have anything in mind that I wanted to do as far as a tattoo would go to uh, honor him. Mm. Yeah. Well, we did have cows together. So I put our brand together on my other arm. In oh, pure Georgia's that. fashion, he got another brand. There you go. <laughs> so that was about that, you know. I just, that's the way I figured I would put out my two cents and. I, I know uh, earlier in the week you had called me and you said, um, you know, you said, hey, I think it's important that we come on and we, we share this story because we wanted to help yeah. people yeah. and out there. What are some other, I know you had a list right there. What are some other things on there that you guys had came up with that you feel is important to the, the person that's going through it or to the people that know somebody that's going through it and well, they're, they're trying to figure out what they can do or how to grasp it. One big one that uh, I, it, it's not just about uh, health wise. It's about in general mm-hmm. that um, I keep seeing it fade away and it's starting at home is teaching kids honor, mm. you know, honor and respect is something that, and I mean, we, we all need to be kind of honest about it and realize sometimes our kids are getting a little uh, anxious or mm-hmm. unruly or whatever, and you just don't have a whole lot of energy. So you hand them a video game or whatever mm. and yeah, pretty much tell them, get out of your hair, you know? And a lot of people are doing that. And I mean, we all have to admit that because right. everybody's done it at some point or another, but... What I would like to see is people take a real good hard look at the stuff that they're teaching their kids because this is something that's going to affect the entire world over a period of time because it does spread. You know, uh, a while back there was a a kindness challenge and it went all the way across the globe. Mm. Uh, you know, people holding the door open for an older right. person or helping an old lady in with her groceries or, you know, all that is honor. And if we can teach our kids uh, how to honor someone else, they will eventually be getting the honor back. Right. And uh, one <laughs> a little funny story here. Um I had to uh, ask for help, which really pisses me off. I am never the person that asks for help. Yeah, you're, you're not good at that. No. He's not even no. going through this. Like, I had to text the boys without him knowing the other day to say, hey, one of you guys, whenever you get off work, can you come over and help your dad put firewood on the porch? Because he shouldn't be moving that much firewood that far. Mm-hmm. And I did it for one day. Yeah, the next day I was out like a yeah. No, I was done. Body hurting. (laughs) Oh gosh, I thought I was dying. I was like, oh god, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And you know, I felt bad because he just had surgery, and I'm supposed to be helping him. 
and I couldn't even help myself. You know, mm-hmm. so I text the boys. I'm like, hey, you know how stubborn your dad is? Please, one of you. And he got mad at me. I knew he would. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got mad at me because I asked for help. But then after. I think know, it's because you didn't ask him. Well, but then well, once Cody know. showed up yeah. and helped him, he was thankful for it. Yeah. No, even if I would have asked him, he would have said no. He would have mm. told me, no, I got it. Well, either way. Because I, I mean, did. It, it, I did need the help, you know, but asking for it is not my strong suit. Well, mm-hmm. this is this is the one, and I have to tell the story because... <laughs> He's been dying. This, this, is, this is, to me, what honor is the definition of honor. Okay. So they were having this cleanup day, and uh, prices are real cheap to uh, go get rid of uh, old junk and stuff that you don't want around your place. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I have this little uh, trailer that I, I call the dump trailer. You know, I just put a bunch of junk in there, you know, and then when the time comes, go and unload it at the cleanup day. But I don't, you know, at this time, I cannot do it by myself. There's no way some of that stuff's really heavy and the picking up and getting down and stuff. So long story short, I called Cody and Justin and uh, both of them had a little stuff that they wanted to get rid of too. And then uh, Chase Kinberg, one of Cody's real good friends, um, they all helped me. You know, so we got one more load to go, and uh, it was coming from Cody's house, and then they were going to go get rid of that. And I said, okay, let's uh, meet up down at the Grove, and I'll buy everybody lunch. So now it turns into a lot bigger crowd because Julie, our grandbaby, Lacey, everybody shows up down there, you know, and it, which is great. Yeah. It, it's awesome. So we get ready to leave, and uh, oh, and no, uh, what was his name? Um, another friend stopped by that day, and uh, I bought him a couple of drinks too, just because he showed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, they the moral of the story is they all work for me, and I was going to pay them by uh, buying lunch for everybody, you know. So I hand Justin my card, and I said, Will you go pay this for me? He comes back and he flicks Cody in the ear. And I said, what are you doing that for? And he said, Cody already paid for it. Oh, that's awesome. I said, Cody. Sad thing is, is he probably flicked Cody in the ear because Justin More than likely, took Justin, Justin was going to go pay for it. Pay yeah, for Justin, it. Likely, no. Justin took George's <laughs> card, but he would have paid for it himself. Because yeah. normally Justin will go up and pay the tab, and we won't even know that he's paid it. Yeah. We'll get up to go be like, okay, we're going to leave. Let's go get the tab. And they'll be like, no, it's already taken care of. So I looked at Cody. I said, hey. Both of the boys are that way. What in the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) When you work for somebody, you don't pay them, do you? Yeah. And he just laughs. He won't even say anything. He's all. He's like, I got you, Dad. Tough. I'm like. "Eh." But the thing is, (laughs) is that boy is so humble, though. Mm -hmm. You know, just he, he is so humble. Cody is very humble. I've learned with him becoming a parent. I have learned so much from him, mm-hmm. watching him. He's mm. a good daddy, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Because like I said, whenever you get diagnosed with cancer, kind of like your life flashes before your eyes. So you judge everything you did in your life. What I went through what um, a little bit there where I was wondering whether I was even a good mother. Like, did I do right? Are my boys okay? You know, and then second guessing everything you did do. 
you know, and scrutinizing yourself for the things that, you know, realizing what you did wrong and, you know, scrutinizing yourself and everything like that. So you do. You have good days and bad days. Is that you get in your head. Is that what you mean by you would watch them and you see like like you learn things from them is by how they were treating their kids and how, how they've grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. and how they treat others and how they live their life, you mm-hmm. know, and okay. how they react to things. You know, cuz you can't just judge a person just on just a few things. Yeah. You know, it's in a whole like there'll be days, especially Justin, Justin's my baby and I spoiled him, I know I did. I I'm worried sick about Justin. You know, and still to this day, I do because he's so young, you know, he, he's going to, they're going to screw up. Yeah. They're going to fall, mm-hmm. you know. And so, of course, as a parent, you worry about that and you don't want that to happen. But as you realize, whenever they grow up and move out, you don't have control over them no more. You have yeah. to trust what you did as they grew up that, well, maybe they'll make the right decision. Maybe yeah. they'll listen to some of it that I said. But, I mean, really, how much did we listen to our parents? We had to go through the same thing in our yeah, 20s, too, yeah. right? But yeah. I'm hearing everything that they ever said now. Right? You, know? you don't realize yeah. it until yeah. you're yeah. older. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and, true. And, and it is because we're human beings. We don't listen. My dad. You know, we want to figure it out ourselves. My dad had a whole bunch of sayings and stuff, you know, and, and one of them was, if you can't hear me, you'll feel it sooner or later. Mm. Now, that didn't mean so much that he was going to whip my butt, right? Right. It meant everything in general. If you can't hear from someone else's mistakes, you're sooner or later going to feel it because you're going to make the same mistake. Mm, that's wisdom right there. And I'll tell you what, those words are echoing in my head now. You know, all the stupidity stuff that I've done over a course of 48 years is starting to catch me now. So now yes. I know exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want me to ride bulls. I rode him for 14 years and uh, all that stuff. And I But feel you're it, always going to do it. I've realized, I realized, you know, day. that we're always going to do that. And you're always going to wonder, you know, you feel bad because you're upset because you're not going to be able to. My, my young, you know, Cody has a baby. So I seen Cody with a grandbaby and how he is a father. Justin's probably worried that I won't make it to see him as a father. But I don't want him to rush his life. No. Mm. Just to make it that You know, whenever I got diagnosed the second time with terminal, I told the kids because Justin was talking about moving to Idaho. And George was mad. How could you leave your mom? I looked at George. I go, how can I ask him to stop living his life? You want to see your kids live their life. That's normal. Why all of a sudden now I have cancer, my kids can't live their life? That's a tough, uh, that's a tough crossroad right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I understand both. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Do, you know, on one hand, I do. I understand. Why is Justin moving away from my, he needs to stay close to his mom. She might not, she could be gone tomorrow. I could be gone tomorrow in a car accident. Yeah. George could be gone tomorrow in a car accident. Yeah, especially with all this texting and No, driving. I can't do it tomorrow. Right? i got things to do this right? weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> got to put some firewood. Yeah. You do. You have to put a realistic, there we go, realisticness. 
Mm-hmm. You have to take the emotion out of things and look at it realistically. Yeah. And then reevaluate. And how many times you have to do that? I don't know. It all depends on what you're going through. Me, I've only had to do it a few times. Sit back and really be honest with myself. Truly. Talk about it. Think about from one end to the other. Because again, like I told you earlier, in order to believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. Mm-hmm. In order to believe in good, you have to believe there's evil out there. Yeah. In order to believe there's hope, you have to accept the fear. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be scared of it. That's right. You just have to accept it. You don't know how it's going to be until you go through it. You can assume. You can be scared of it. Everybody is. But again, like I said, three years ago, you told me that this would be my way of life. I would have told you over. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. Isn't, yeah, no. I'll stop treatment. Yeah, no. Where, no. No. Here I am. Still sitting here trying to figure out the next process that I'm going to have to do. You know? You have to learn not to worry about cancer. Yeah. Today, do I have treatment? Do I have any procedures? Do I have anything? No. So should I be worrying about it? No. What should I be worrying about? Sitting here and talking, telling stories to you and being sarcastic to George. (laughs) That's my job today. She's pretty good at it, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You You know, know, and and that's, you have to simplify your life. You really do, because cancer is complicated enough. You never know when something's going to pop up. You never know when you're going to end up in a hospital. Yesterday morning, we'd been planning this fishing trip. And I was so excited. I love fishing. If you know me, I love fishing. Mm-hmm. My friend Jordan I used to take me fishing all the time. I was so upset whenever I couldn't go with her no more. So we've been planning this. And I knew George was excited about it. I woke up. I had the worst pain in my stomach ever. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that it wasn't going to go away. And was I worried about the pain and about the cancer? No. You know what I was worried about and upset about? Whether I was going to hurt George's feelings about not going. Because what did I ask you? She asked me if it was a good idea whether she would even get ready to go or not. No, what was I asked you before that? I don't remember. Honey, can I ask you a stupid but serious question? Yeah. Hmm. And then she asked whether, you know, she ought to. Because I didn't want to get get his hopes all up and get as far and then all of a sudden not be able to do it and turn around. I knew that would be even more devastating. But then I knew he'd be, you know, upset. I call it mad, but it's not mad. It's just upset. Yeah. Uh, That if I said, honey, my stomach hurts, I don't think we're going to be able to go today. So which one's worse? Saying it in the morning and not being able to do it and then being depressed because didn't even give it a try and that's what george has taught me well and like you gotta at least give it a try he said hey if you put on those pants and you can't move no more from there then we're done if you get all ready and we get the truck all packed and you get in the truck and you decide you can't go then we're done i like that yeah yeah. One little we'll step. Go. I mean, you don't know what you can do until you try to do it. You yeah. know. George has taught me baby steps. So baby steps through the whole thing. And you have to be thankful for each little baby step. Now, don't get me wrong. Is it hard? Especially for someone who's used to running yeah. and leaping and jumping. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you were nonstop. Oh, yeah. Nonstop. All the time. I mean, again, because my whole life has been circled around doing nothing but for my family. Yeah. And that's what I love to do. I worked to make extra money so my kids could do the things that they did. Yeah. You know, I didn't work because we needed it to pay bills. No, we did pretty good. It was so my kids could do all the extra things that they wanted to do. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Did I like the socialization and everything of work? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Again, like I said, having having George where I could be completely honest with him about my feelings. Talk, I mean, the other day, you know, sitting in the boat, here's, you know, as George doesn't like to talk about the thoughts of suicide. Because if we really think about it, it, okay, this is my thoughts of it. This is how I process it. I'm not sure if it's the same way for everybody. Suicide really, if you think about it on TV, everybody thinks of it as a sad thing. Like those people are so depressed. That that's why they do it. Well, has anybody really been there whenever someone committed suicide? Yeah. No, so you don't know what their thoughts are through their head. You don't know whether they're sitting there crying. All we see is like people who want to commit suicide by cop. Yeah. Those people are still wanting attention. They're still in the limelight. So they still want help. They're still asking. Well, unfortunately, the sad, honest truth in this, you know, I told George, I go, yeah, it all depends on what. What quality of life you want to live with? And if I get to the point where George is having to take care of me 24-7, like I can't even go to the bathroom on my own. I don't want people to come over and that's how they visit me. I want to be happy. I want to be able to laugh and joke and be involved. Right now I'm still able to do that. Is it on a mass level? No. I mean, sit on the couch and everybody kind of, but I'm able to, you know. But the day that I'm sitting in the other room in a hospital bed, because that's where I got to be hooked up to or whatever like that, do you not think I'm going to think about taking a few extra pills just to be able to go to sleep and not wake up and have to deal with it anymore? Is that a conversation that you guys have had? It's one that I try to get the hell away from. I don't, yeah, I don't like it, but I mean, I understand it, but I also don't believe in it. Right. I, I, I mean, I so, don't want to put my family to that. God, that would be the whole yeah. But I mean, you'd be but putting again, us through something anyway. But you know, again, like I said, yeah. I say that right now. Right. Yeah. I say that, and you know, anybody going through it, that's why I had to take because I was, I was thinking about, I was at that point in my life where I was like, God, I don't want to live like this no more. This is horrible. But I also don't want to die a long, agging death. So I was debating on, well, if I go off chemo, am I going to die right? I mean, if I, do, if I go a quick death, hey, if I can go to my sleep, good. But am I going to, they say cancer doesn't kill you. It's a side effects. Well, how long is my body going to fight? If I'm, if my mind is this much of a fighter, my body's got to be a fighter yeah. to go along with it. So how long is my body going to fight on its own? And I have to, six months, a year, 
and I, and I just keep going downhill and putting everybody through that, not to mention the doctor's bills and everything like that that it would accumulate. Again, you have to be brutally honest with yourself Take it and realize what you're willing to put up with. Now, if I get to that point again, I have to take a deep breath again and go over again. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, have I thought about it? Is it the, does everybody consider it the easy way out? Da, 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 da. Yeah, probably so. Only because I think a lot of times whenever it happens, it's unexpected. You know? And... I think I'm preparing for it. Well, I think the best thing is is to hope. Hope for the best. Hope and something better happens to where that never is. That's why you have to live day to day. I did find out that, you know, it was more when George started bringing up baby steps. Because during that time, that's when George, you know, was telling me, talking to me about the baby steps and making me realize that I got to be happy for those and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has all happened within the last three months. You know. Well, she was looking at a big picture. I was. And I was wanting to be is nowhere to look at when you're in a right. position like this. You got to look for every little thing. Gotta well, I kept wanting to go back to normal. Well, there is no such thing as normal. And right my now. normal is never going to be what it was. So that's why you know that, that's one thing I was kind of getting at about reevaluating. Are you happy with this normal? Is this, yeah. you know, are you good with this new normal? Make this new normal your life. How do you make the best out of that yes. normal? Yes, that's right. You yeah. make that your new normal. But you know, because I always kept saying, I just want normal days. I just want to feel normal. Well, I'm never going to be that person again. But I can still be happy. Yes. Well, if you take little things, you know, like she talked about sitting in the backyard, we... uh Rearranged our backyard, put in some artificial turf and a bunch of rock and all that stuff and kind of made it look nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a good place to just go out there and sit and listen to the birds chirp and stuff if you got time to do it. Yeah. And it it does, you can see a big change in her. It, it brings her out of uh, like a slump, I guess you might say. Hey, you just won a little battle. Yeah. To hell with the war. Yeah. Win all those little battles, mm-hmm. and at the end of, say, half a dozen, that's a pretty good chunk. You might yeah. have put a dent in the war. Who knows? You, you might be concentrating on all these little things, and the big thing just fixes itself. Maybe you get a little pond with some fish in it right there. She we cast right there. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we got, do. I have goldfish. Yeah, right now. we don't fish for them, but there's some, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some goldfish in there. <laughs> That'd be awesome, yeah. But it's a good place to go, and that's yeah. just one little for instance thing, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, the fishing trip yesterday, she was able to go. I oh, told nice. her, I said, hey, put your pants on and see if that works. Mm-hmm. She put her pants on and everything was still good. I put your jacket on. All right. That worked out fine. I said, make it to the truck. And you're still feeling good there? We'll go. Yeah. And if we get there and you don't feel like going then, which I knew damn good and well, the sunshine coming through the window and the mm-hmm. pickup and all mm-hmm. that stuff. was you just had uh, to get that first part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I said you could stay there with Peggy and visit her um, and me and Alan can go or we'll just turn around and come home. Well, we get there and, and she's like a 10-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, all right, slow down, you know. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I didn't do nothing, okay. It, to me, my idea of fishing is, is I'm in control of my pull, I carry my stuff, you're, you're yeah. independent, you know. He's asking us to go. I don't want to be a burden on him. I want to enjoy it. That's how I used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Okay, mind you, this is my fishing trip. I get out of the truck, I get in the boat. Which they help me with takes about ten minutes for me to get in there. <laughs> I sit in the seat and I watch the fish finder and watch them reel. Cause I tried to reel the first one, but he yeah. got off because I couldn't reel fast enough. You know, so I was like, "Oh." But how, how did that feel though? Just to have him on the hook. It, it felt good, but then again, whenever he got off, I was mad because again, the old me, because I'm a I'm a competitor. Yeah, I don't want to. And so they're like, "Oh no, you need to fish so that way you can enjoy." It. No. Like, no, I want that fish back. It is not enjoyable <laughs> losing fish. <laughs> yeah. So I would rather sit here and watch you reel that fish in. That way, at uh, least we know I got the fish. The true sportsman. Right? Yes. I'm a competitor. You know? And then they're like, well, are you going to keep them? No, I'm not going to keep mine. I'm going to throw mine back. Yeah. Well, why? You Don't you want to eat it? Well, yeah, I would love to eat it, but I can't go home and clean it. And cook it and everything like that. I don't have the energy to do that. So I'm going to throw mine back. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're going to keep it. We'll cook it. So that's what I'm saying. What used to be normal is not the same. No, You have to accept. I have to accept that I'm an invalid. That I'm a three-year-old child. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at. It's little things like that. Yeah, the victory. You can see the change in her. And we kept asking her, both of us, are you ready to go yet? No. You ready to go? No. Okay. Well, then it started getting a little cloudy and the sun went away and breeze kind of picked up. Alan, he's a super gentleman, so he there's a bo- uh, top you can put up, uh, like a half top on the boat. So he puts it up, try to keep the wind off her mm-hmm. and stuff, and she still didn't want to go. So finally it started getting cold enough to where I was thinking I better, yeah, you know, intervene here and finally we came home but uh it was it helped her out a whole bunch you know you did don't get me wrong by the time we got home was i tired and ready to go to bed yeah and i think it was what five o'clock yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've been out there all day (laughs) well no because when we got back peggy oh she's such a sweetheart we had been talking about wanting beans and ham hocks for the longest time. Mm-hmm. When we got back, she had beans and ham hocks ready. Uh-huh. So we, got, awesome. we sat and ate beans, you know, had lunch with them and everything like that. No, they're sweet people. Yeah. Sweet people. And then we fight on the side, we'd go home. Yeah. But it, it's little things like that that add up to something big later, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what I was trying to tell her. You know, you're looking at biting off too big of a chunk take smaller bites and i guarantee it's going to add up and you will feel better inside well that's like the brandings you know Mm -hmm. i'd go to the brandings and uh i'd be in the pin working cattle and whatever with everybody else now george carries my chair all the way out to the other side of the pin i sit there you can make sure i have my blanket my drinks i'm all good and I sit there the whole time and watch them. What What about photography? You used That's to be big. I take pictures, but see, like before, whenever I take a lot of pictures, I could move around. 
Yeah. Now sure. I can only sit in my chair and take pictures, so they're not as good. Gotcha. And again, I'm a pro, you know when I'm gonna do something because I used to I used to take pictures and then I'd go home and I'd go through and I'd edit them. And yeah. I oh god, I loved it, but now. You know, to get up, move around, to take the pictures, and then go home and edit them all. And everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still take pictures, but it's not as good as it used to be. But, yeah, I still take pictures okay. on the yeah, side. I remember you used to take a lot of photos. Yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. A lot of action photos. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the action oh, photos. Oh, I would just keep, I would just sit there and yak and snap my thing. And then later on, that's how come I would go through them. Because I'd probably take 50 million ugly pictures and finally find one, you know, diamond oh, in the rough. Yeah. I think go. that's what all photographers do, don't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. Because now they got that multi-shutter, so it takes like <laughs> 25 pictures at once, and then you could pitch which frame it is. Now even your phones, what is it? It's like a little video. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you take a picture. You press and hold it, and it yes. goes live on you. And then you can select a, a, a photo out a of it. part of it, a frame. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's still hard to do. It's still hard to find the right one you still go back and forth between right? three of them and you're trying to find the difference and you're like i don't know if there is a difference you know and the Should sad thing is, is we used to be where we had a 110 and we didn't even know whether the film mm -hmm. was going to turn out you remember the excitement of taking film to walmart and dropping yeah. it off and then being <laughs> all mad because you'd get it developed mm. 48 pictures and you might end up with 10 good ones yes and the rest of them was blurry <laughs> right and the 10 good ones that we thought were good weren't really good well, it didn't develop right and you saw the right? ghost behind you yeah yeah <laughs> where'd that guy come from now we got 10 pictures of the same thing on our phone and we can't decide whether we like the light just shining a little bit here or their eyes yes. were looking could, the wrong direction here. You could change everything. Right? It's crazy. You can the erase you people. Look, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing what, what we can do now with all these votes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have no true honesty of uh, memories anymore, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. I mean, that's like uh, when the kids were younger. The Everybody used to dress their kids up for picture day. Mm -hmm. I'll go, you're not wearing that. It's picture day. You know, go comb your hair. Go comb your hair mm -hmm. now. Oh no, that was my favorite day of the year. Huh. I allowed my kids to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it is the best now yeah. to look back at those photos and say, "Look, you, you thought out. you were hot right there. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were just Black the bee's mm -hmm. knees, you know." And there's one Justin. He's got like an afro puff and. Yep. Cody's wearing straight those up. are the photos you pull out on the on the yeah. wedding day that yeah. you play. Yes, you know, yeah. Cody's got one that he's wearing a uh, he cut off the sleeves to a shirt so it looked like a wife beater, you know, and he just he's trying to look all mean and you know like a greaser or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture you know it, it's it was a white shirt of some I think he cut this I don't know if it was a tank top or whatever but all I picture is just him rolling up a pack of cigarettes and the sleeve and you know like what's that movie Grease? Is yes. it Grease? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th that's what it reminds me of that picture. Oh, God. I can see that. He, don't, he don't want to see that picture no more. No, no. he don't want to see no. it? No. <laughs> you, you should make a poster out of it. Yeah, right? yeah full-size poster. Yeah. Just have it plastered. Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, no. You know, whatever cartoon. I mean, Justin was into a lot of cartoon characters and stuff like that. So, I guess he had those shirts on. Yeah. Like he thought Bob the Builder was cool. No, that was Cody. Yeah.
Oh, Justin wants SpongeBob. Still is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yes. Well, I got to say this. I, li- I like where this ended. You know, happy tales, stories, our kids. The fact that you were able to just share the happy moments, like the little victories like you're talking mm-hmm. about. And I think you said it best uh, when you were out there fishing. You're, you're not You're not ready to go yet. No. No, you're not ready to go. No. So there's still a lot of fishing trips to go. And, and that's, there's still a lot you to know go what, on. that's pretty much what fighting cancer is. Mm-hmm. Is finding out whether you're ready to go or not. Yeah. You know, doing everything you can just to be able to keep on going. But you can't think you can go back to the, the past. Right. There is no past. There's only future. Oh. Who, who wants to live in the past anyway? Yeah. I mean, if we could go back to the past, I'm pretty sure I'd go back to I the know. point where, you know, I knew I was going to have cancer and do some preventative care and not get in this predicament. But I or can't you live kept, in the past. You would have kept your socks on back right. in that <laughs> Hide it for a little longer. Yeah, just a right. little longer. Just, just a, little a little longer. longer. That's nah. awesome. Was Actually, it, it inspired Cody to. Cody's got the same. He's got the, the same bear? bear paw on his arm. So Cody ended That's up kinda getting. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Cody ended up getting the bear paw and a dream catcher on his arm, and then Justin got a dream catcher that has a uh, a bull mm. a skull on it. So then now my foot tattoo is now a dream catcher with feathers that has the bear paw like <laughs> Cody in the center. And then it's an anklet, and it has the cattle skull on oh. my around my ankle, with you know like the Indian leather yeah things or whatever, and so it's a tr- you know it's kind of like me and the boys getting the same tattoo, but no one really wants to get the same tattoo as their mom. Oh, so you, you guys know. customize? It. I like that. yes. That's so cool. it kind of customized it in my eyes. At least that's the way I look at it. The yeah. boys probably don't, but I do. It's my that's little awesome. connection to them. Yeah, I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to end it on? You know, since your whole point was, for me, the what, what I want to end it on, since your whole point of it was in that poor lady, whenever you read me that story in the beginning, mm, yeah, it really touched me. Because that's one thing I don't do, which I probably should, is talk to other people going through it. But... I'm afraid that my way of thinking might insult them or Mm. because I am, I am, you have got me on a very good day here because I am, I'm a vulgar person. I have a sailor mouth. I'm honest as all I, I, George has to tell me that I've gone too far sometimes with the way (laughs) I'm talking and so do the boys. You know, and, and I'm just one of those people. I don't think before I talk, I really don't. So, listening to that, it really (coughs) made me, I didn't think that there, not that I didn't think that there were other people out there that thought the same thing, it just really hit home. Mm. And so, for her and everybody else, there is people going through the same thing that you're going through. You're not alone. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah, your story might be individual to you and you have to find your baby steps and your happiness. Right. But as far as a whole, it's all it's about. It's just finding how you want to fight. 
and learning to accept. And having a good partner that's pretty sarcastic is pretty good. Oh, yeah. It helps. It does. Keeps uh, me light on my toes. A great butt always helps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I got that. Anyway. Well, George, Lacey, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and trusting me with your story and to be able oh, to yeah. reach as many people as we possibly can that are going through it as well. Well, and, uh, hopefully something that we said here can help somebody. Absolutely. You know? And, and and that was the point of it. And uh, I look forward to seeing these goldfish in person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? We just like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you once again. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Thanks. Off leash. These much podcasts. We up. Uh...